Welcome to the 317 Experience, the official podcast of The Exchange. Our goal this season is to introduce you to a new Black business in three key points, one voice, and in seven minutes or so. This is the 317 Experience, the Black Businesses Matter edition. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the 317 Experience. Today we are continuing our conversation in partnership with Black Businesses Matter. And we have with us April Irvin, founder and chief peace officer of Sustainable Leadership LLC. Thanks for hosting today. Thank you for having me. So before we jump into your business, we like to kick off with a little icebreaker where I ask you random questions and you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Ready. Sounds good. Are you a morning person or night owl? I am a night owl. I am definitely not a morning person. (laughs) What's your favorite dessert? Dark chocolate. Ooh. What is your favorite Black-owned business other than your own? Tease me. Nice. I was going to say, if you're watching Netflix, what are you watching right now? I am not watching Netflix, even though I was told that I must watch Bridgerton. Ah, what is your idea of a perfect weekend? Oh, wow. Perfect weekend is waking up with no alarm and having a beautiful sunny day and taking a good hour long walk outside in the sunshine and singing out loud. You will see me doing that often and I get a lot of strange looks, but that brings me joy. Oh, I love it. Okay, last question. You could have dinner with anyone in the world, dead or alive. Who is it? Oprah Winfrey. (gasps) Love it. Okay, now that we know who you are, let's go back a few years. Tell us about young April. Where did you grow up and who inspired or influenced your early years? Wow. So I am a native of Indianapolis. So I grew up here in Indianapolis in the Butler Tarkington neighborhood. And it's interesting because I don't live that far from there now um, and went to school 86. I always talk about my elementary school because it really was the best elementary school anyone could have ever had. And I share that because one of or two of my strongest influencers when I was growing up were two of my favorite teachers who the interesting thing is I still know and see to this day. Um, And so my second grade teacher and my gym teacher, actually, Mrs. Coleman and Mrs. Bishop had such a strong influence on me because they told me very early in life that I was a leader and I was going to be very successful. And they told me that over and over again. And it's interesting. Last year, I had a speaking engagement and Mrs. Bishop was there as for our sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha. And I got a chance to thank her for telling me in the third grade that I was going to be a leader. That's so amazing. I am slightly jealous that you can name teachers who've inspired you and you went to the same school. I'm a product of moving around from Maryland to D.C. to Indiana, so I don't have those stable roots. But whenever I hear someone say that, it, it makes me a little jealous, but I'm also excited that you have that foundation from your early years. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. I'm grateful for it. It is a blessing. So let's fast forward a little bit. Have you always had this entrepreneurial spirit um, and this drive for consulting or did it come later in life? 
It's interesting because um, for a while I didn't think that I had an entrepreneurial spirit, but I grew up in a family where both of my grandfathers were entrepreneurs. And so as I reflected on it, it really has been in my bloodline and both grandfathers and father and mother, just very hard workers. So that spirit has always been in me. But it's interesting when I went to business school at the University of Michigan, that's when I was exposed to the work of consulting. And I fell in love with it because I'm a problem solver. And so I love the opportunity to see issues that need to be addressed and attempt to solve those problems. But I also have sometimes a short attention span. And so for me, working in consulting allowed me to be in a lot of diverse situations. I worked for a lot of different corporations doing consulting and I had to learn those businesses and those organizations. So it was always a new challenge. And even the consulting work that I do today, it's the same thing with the clients that I work with. I have to learn about them as leaders and I have to learn about the challenges they face and then partner with them to try to address those challenges. So it is really innate in me. And now I am a lifelong, I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is my third business. So it's always been in the space of consulting, but it just, it just something I really enjoy doing. Awesome. So let's dig into this particular business. So sustainable leadership. Tell us what is it and what type of products and services do you provide and what makes you unique? Sure. So sustainable leadership is a leadership and workplace wellness consulting firm. And the core of my work is really addressing sustainability at the leadership level and addressing issues of burnout Um, in leaders and the teams that they lead. And so the work is really prompted from my own experience. Um, I've been blessed to write two books um, on the issue of burnout. In 2018, I published The Burnout Factor on Education, Seven Strategies to Sustain Your Leadership in Your Life. And then in 2020, I published The Burnout Factor on Leadership managing burnout in a time of unprecedented change. And I share those books because those books are really core to the work that I do with my clients and my primary clients. And I serve a diversity of clients, but I realized now over the last few years, my primary clients are women in leadership. So my focus really is working to help women in leadership overcome burnout and also support their teams in doing the same because I recognize that we can work with the leader, but it's so vital to also work with those who they directly um, report to them and they support. And so my primary supports that I provide are in the area of executive coaching. Um, I do speaking engagements and trainings um, with these leaders and their teams. I uh, provide leadership resilience retreats which is one of my favorite titles, but it's really an opportunity to bring leaders and their teams together to step away from their work for a period of time. And I always say that it is so pivotal that we get to know each other as human beings. So during that time, there's an opportunity to both focus on the work of the organization, but focus on the human element of the team and understand the struggles and difficulties they may be dealing with now as a result of burnout. In addition to that, I do have online programs. I'm launching a new online program in May called Seven uh, Weeks to Greater Peace. As you shared, my title is Chief Peace Officer because I believe that peace is priceless. And with everything that we've experienced in this pandemic, I know that all of us are looking for greater peace. And so the goal is to really provide strategies and tactics and daily things that these women leaders can do to maintain their own peace, but also to maintain it within their organization. 
I was writing that note down. Peace is priceless. I love that. Yes, peace is priceless. Definitely. So why are we having more burnout? I'm going to dig into that since you brought that up. Um, are you noticing it for the past few years? Is it heightened since the pandemic? Is it all just coming together because we don't have work-life balance? Like, what is the burnout factor? It's a combination of all of those. And it's interesting because in 2019, I was speaking to a, a National Association of Female Executives, a local chapter here, and there was a gentleman in the audience, which was interesting in itself because it was the National Association of Female Executives, but he was there for his wife because she was struggling with burnout. And he said, you know, April, why doesn't the World Health Organization know about your book? And it took me aback. I said, I have no idea, you know, from your mouth to God's ears. And in 20, he said in 2019, the World Health Organization designated burnout as a disease. And that just took me aback. And so the reality is the issue of burnout is a global issue. And it was a global issue prior to the pandemic. However, the pandemic has made it uh, so significantly worse. And it's interesting because a lot of my clients and colleagues and friends said to me last year, you know, April, we're dealing with burnout like never before. And that's what really prompted me to write the next book because writing is therapy for me. And so some of it was just my reflections on what I was doing to deal with my own burnout. But we are at a very, very extreme level. And it is imperative right now that leaders and organizations really focus on the well-being of those that are in their organizations. I really do believe this, you know, we've experienced global trauma. And so we are going to have reverberations of this for many, many years. And so that's why we have to be really intentional addressing it now. But it was before the pandemic. It has increased significantly as a result of the pandemic. And that's why I'm so passionate about the work that I do. Yeah, I can tell the passion in your voice. And I love the fact that you're digging into a global issue that people probably um, minimize because it's something that we probably were told that you just get over it and things like that, or it's not an issue that we need to put it um, as, a as a priority. So you're an author and a coach. Do you have a favorite um, and why? Oh, it's, um, it's hard. I love both of them, but I am a natural writer. It's interesting. I go back to those elementary school teachers. I wanted to be an author in grade school. And so writing is, I love to write. And what I recognize is that I'm one individual and I can't coach everyone. I'd be happy to, but then I'd be dealing with burnout like I always do. So um, I can't coach everyone, but if I can pour my knowledge and my experience and my wisdom into the books, then that can be a blessing to the reader. Um, so I will say the writing, but the writing really grows into the coaching because I'm coaching through my writing. So you have all this years of experience. You've worked with several companies, several executive leaders, especially female leaders. Do you have a most memorable or, or uh, rewarding experience that comes to mind? Something that's funny or something that just was an aha moment in the making of your business? Hmm. So there are several experiences that do come to mind, but I'm gonna I'm gonna share something by. Um, one of the gentlemen that I actually had a chance to coach. And so I was coaching a group of leaders last year. And so it was a group of leaders. Uh, one of my clients was having an additional program and asked me to do some executive coaching with about 10 different leaders. 
And, you know, historically, um, you know, my coaching has primarily been with women leaders, but through our time together and at the end of our coaching session, we coached together for about six months. He just shared with me how transformative it was for him. And he talked to me how I was able to really tap into the exact things that he needed at the exact right time. And so what it reminded me is while my target client and who I primarily work with are women in leadership, it was a blessing to be able to support one of our brothers in leadership to really recognize, you know, his issues with burnout. And he said at the beginning of our time together, he didn't realize he was dealing with burnout. So those types of things really bring a great deal of joy to my spirit, because for those who may have thought he just figured I work seven days a week and that's what I do because I'm a hard worker and I'm focused on my own success. But that revelation really helped him and he should he actually implemented everything I shared with him. Um, so that was really encouraging. Encouraging and remarkable. A lot of people don't take the advice that people give them. <laughs> they do not. They do not at all. And I have to take my own advice. I tell my clients, I have to continually learn how to practice what I preach because the reason I can walk and talk about so much about burnout is because that is a continuous challenge for me. And so um, I even took some of the things I was giving to my coaching clients last year and said, you know, I think I'm going to implement those for myself as well. So you've already hinted at it, but can you break down your audience again? So who specifically should come to sustainable leadership and why? My primary target client, and this is where I've gotten a lot more focused, even as I've looked at my clients over the last several years, are women leaders battling burnout and their teams. And so those are the individuals I primarily am able to serve. However, I'm able to serve all types of organizations and leaders, but that's my core really focused client. And so who should come to me are individuals, these leaders who know that they are really struggling with this issue. Um, you know, many times these are dynamic women who are really strong leaders and doing extraordinary things in their career, but they recognize they're at a place of self-sacrifice and they pretty much sacrificed everything else for the sake of their career. And they're in a place where they're experiencing extreme imbalance in their professional and personal lives. And they know that they cannot continue to move in that direction. Um, and then the other piece that's really pivotal to my work, because that has been my journey, is burnout is a starting to affect their health and their mind, body and soul. And so it's really those individuals who are ready to make a change. You know, again, dynamic leaders who are achieving at great levels, but they're doing at a place where they're really sacrificing themselves and they're trying to figure out another way to do it. So you've dropped some knowledge on us and got us excited. How can people find you? How can they work with you? And how? what's the best way to contact you? Sure. Um, they can go to my website at uh, www.aprilirvin.com. Uh, they can also email me at april at aprilirvin.com. And they can also find me on LinkedIn um, under April L. Irvin MBA. Um, and then I'm also under Facebook as well, under April Irvin as well. Well, you heard it here that burnout is a disease and peace is priceless. I want to thank you, April, for your leadership and for hosting today. I'm definitely going to buy your book after we hang up. Um, I am experiencing some of those pieces as well. And 
as I heard you talk, I didn't realize that perhaps I was experiencing this um, probably much longer than I am one to admit. So I want to thank you for um, hosting today and sharing your experience with us. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I hope my book is very helpful for you.